0: Welcome back, Giants fans. Today, I wanted to talk about some of the offensive line prospects in this class, talking about Evan Neal, Ike Aquanu, and Charles Cross specifically. And you would think the Giants having the five and seven pick, assuming they do not trade back, I would think one of those picks is going to be offensive line, but you never know. But I feel like the betting odds for that would be very high. So I wanna talk about those three guys specifically. I finally got around to watching them, doing a little research, but I also wanna talk about Will Hernandez going to the Cardinals. Max Garcia signs with the Giants for some interior offensive line help. And there was one other topic now that's slipping my mind. Oh, Sam Howell. The Giants had four scouts at Sam Howell's Pro Day. I kind of want to touch on that for a little bit. We'll talk about it. Anyway, hope you guys enjoyed the video, and let's get into it. So let's get through the news part quickly. The Giants signed Max Garcia from the Cardinals. He was once with the Denver Broncos as well. Has experience at right guard and center. He played right guard and center last year, actually. He played over 800 snaps on the season. He allowed four sacks, 17 pressures, and just once again, it's kind of like John Feliciano. It's going to be another interior death piece. And I do think he can give John Feliciano a run for his money in camp and preseason. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that Feliciano is the starting center week one. I do think the Giants plan on that. But if Max Garcia really outplays him, there's a chance that Max Garcia is the starting center in week one. The Giants now have their right guard in Glanowski. Maybe you could put Garcia at left guard if they don't find a left guard. But that's a wait and see, of course. We'll see how the draft pans out in the rest of free agency. But I don't mind the move whatsoever. I mean, you want to build offensive line depth. The Giants really didn't have it last year. And to rely on guys like Ben Bredesen and Shane Lemieux is kind of fool- Issue. You might as well Give yourself some veterans, extra bodies. I mean, this guy started for the Arizona Cardinals last year, and their offensive line's been getting a lot better the past few years. So you bring over some experience, some position versatility. He'll fight with John Feliciano, made the best man win. I still think Feliciano probably gets that starting center job, but now you have some real competition with Max Garcia. Also with Max Garcia, he's 30 years old, I forgot to mention that, and he played left guard in 2020. So for those wondering, can he play left guard? He has experience there. Did not grade out well whatsoever, according to pff i mean he had a 50 grade in 2020 you don't want to see that his career trajectory's kind of been weird he had a you know really good first two years in denver played over a thousand snaps in his second year he graded out with a 72 which is pretty good but after that kind of just tailed off then went to arizona the past couple years and has not really worked out too well there he's been a death piece once again and played some center left guard right guard and You know, once again, he'll just be a bench guy for the most part. And if there's injuries or guys like playing like crap, like if there's a Billy Price situation next year going on, you at least have Max Garcia on the bench who can be some realistic competition for those guys. Anyway, this episode's going to be a lot of offensive linemen, I'm just realizing. So we have the Max Garcia news, you know, the draft prospects and Will Hernandez I want to get to. So Will Hernandez, who was once the 34th overall pick for the Giants back in the 2018 draft, has now signed with the Arizona Cardinals, which ironically is where Max Garcia just came from. It's kind of like they're, they're trading places, basically. So Will Hernandez, unfortunately, is not going to be a giant. Well, I don't know if that's unfortunate based on how he played last year, but it sucks that it did not work out. I had very high hopes for Will Hernandez, when he was taken out of UTEP, and I thought for sure it was going to be a pick that worked out. I thought for sure we'd have our left guard for the next 10 years or so, but that is just not how it worked. And Will Hernandez had another weird career trajectory how he had a really good rookie season. Things were looking great. He got better as the year went on, then kind of tailed off in 2019, then kind of tailed off in 2020. He switched to right guard in 2021 and got even worse. And it's like this guy, instead of improving every year, he got worse every year and I thought Will Hernandez was a great guy he had the technique I thought he had the skill and for some reason he just could not put it together and like last year we saw so many mistakes on his parts he allowed seven sacks last year 36 pressures allowed I mean that's just like unacceptable for a right guard and you know the Giants can do a lot better and just looking at what he did last year it was honestly not good whatsoever but you know unfortunately I think Will was a great guy probably a good locker room guy I'm sure he had a lot of friendships on this team and all that but That's kind of how it's going to be. New regime. We know as Giants fans all too well how that works. You know, A lot of Jerry Reese's guys in 2018 were kind of kicked out the door. And the same thing will happen here with a lot of Dave Gettleman guys. It's now the Joe Shane show and Brian Dable. And they're going to kick out a lot of guys. And they probably watched Will Hernandez's film and said, yeah, we don't really want that guy. And you can't blame them based on how Will Hernandez played. Now Will is still 26 years old. So the chances that he turns his career around in Arizona, there's a chance. I mean, with new coaching and a new opportunity playing next rodney hudson at uh, center i forget what the right tackle is now they have a pretty good right tackle i feel like oh it was kelvin beecham but kelvin beecham's a decent player so having that stability there as compared to like billy price and like matt parrot or whoever else nate Solder. um that's a much better situation there in arizona plus having the weapons of kyler murray and deandre hopkins those type of guys that's gonna help a lot as well so you know for Will Hernandez on a personal level I hope it works out for him I think he's a good dude once again but just unfortunately sometimes it just does not work out for certain teams we saw that with Evan Ingram it would not surprise me once again if Evan Ingram has a decent season with the Jaguars next year but the Giants are moving on here from Will Hernandez but the Giants more importantly as a Giants fan the Giants upgraded at right guard you know Mark Lewinsky's an upgrade from Will Hernandez so as Giants fans we're satisfied with that outcome I mean I do feel bad for Will Hernandez that it did not work out in New York but the Giants at the end of the day did upgrade so that's the good news anyway we'll see what happens with him now let's talk about Sam Howell the Giants had four scouts at his pro day I just said on Twitter can you imagine the outrage if Sam Howell was the Giants pick at number five overall like I just I don't think it's gonna happen I I do hope this is more of like a if he falls in the second round type thing but I guess it's possible. I mean, when we were told that Daniel Jones was a possible option at 6 a a few years ago, most of us laughed that off and said, "Ah, there's no way Daniel Jones is going 6. And then, of course, they do the unthinkable. Yes, that was Dave Gettleman. He's very unique. But at the same time, you never know. And hopefully this is more of the Giants doing their homework. When I watched Sam Howell, and I didn't watch a ton of him, but... I looked at him and said yeah there's things I like here he's a very good deep ball thrower <clears throat> he's pretty late on his feet in the pocket he can buy some time but when it comes to throwing with anticipation and you know most of his offense was like RPOs and crap like that like that stuff kind of concerned me but I could see a world where Sam Howell's a decent starting quarterback but just not enough where I want to take him at five I, I didn't watch Sam Howell and say oh that's a guy I definitely want to take top five no but you know maybe Joe Shane and this Giants regime loves him and something crazy happens but once again I do think This is more of if he falls to round two type thing. I don't think the Giants want to take him with those first two picks. I would be very surprised. And let's be honest, the Giants have so many needs on their roster right now. Is it smart to spend a high pick on a quarterback when this quarterback class has a lot of question marks? I don't know. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't think Sam Howell is the type of guy I want to take at five overall. I would try to be a good fan and get behind the move and hope it works out, but like at the same time, I just cannot see that happening for real. But the Giants are doing their homework on Sam Howell. Maybe it's one of those smoke screens and they're trying to act like they wanna take a quarterback, I don't know. But I'm not taking it that seriously and I don't think they take a quarterback in the first round still. So now let's get to the draft prospects. Once again, I wanna talk about Evan Neal, Iki Aquanu, and Charles Cross. We'll start with Evan Neal and I'm not doing this in any particular order. I'll give my order of like what I prefer at the end of this, but I wanna go over these guys. First, Evan Neal's 6'7, 350. I mean, that's not really like Makai Beckton exactly, but it gives me those Makai Beckton vibes. Of course, injury concern will come along with that, but Evan Neal, to me at least, is safer than most of these guys, if that's the best way I can put it, because at least with Evan Neal, he's a guy that played three different positions, played at Alabama, and he played at a high level each season he's been there. So, for me at least there is some more safety here. He played left tackle in 2021, right tackle in 2020 and left guard in 2019 and played at a very high level in each of those seasons. Now, for him as a player, my notes that I took when watching him, he's very powerful, has very strong hands. Of course, when you're that size, it's just going to come along with it. Gets very low as a run blocker. I mean, all these guys are very good run blockers, especially Aquanu. Um that definitely stood out to me sometimes Evan Neal will get off balance he leans forward too much that's kind of the bad parts about him and you know he's not a sure thing but I do think he's at least going to be a good starting tackle I think for sure he'll be a good right tackle left tackle of course in most cases will be a bit tougher but I don't see any reason why if this guy stays healthy why he can't be a starting caliber tackle in the NFL he's physically dominant you just can't teach these things when you're six seven three fifty it's like he has things that you just cannot teach and that's going to be very important when you're drafting him that high. Um, The intangibles that you really can't teach a guy. So of course, the injury concern is going to be there. I just talked about Makai Becton. He's been having some injuries his first couple years. So when you're that big, that comes along with it. But I do think Evan Neal, based on where he's played in college and how well he played each season, there is more safety with a guy like him. So I do like that. Next, we have Charles Cross out of Mississippi State. He is now 6'5", 3'10". And my notes on him were, he gets out of his stance quickly. That's definitely a big thing that stood out to me is how quickly he is on his feet. I like his technique and his footwork. Other people don't, people that are smarter than me, so don't take my word for it. But to me, at least his technique and footwork were fine. Like his feet move so quickly for a guy that size. It was impressive to me. The concern I have at least was his anchor and how he handles bull rushes. That was a concern to me because sometimes you would just see a guy overpower him and he'll get driven back into the quarterback. You cannot have that, of course. So that was a concern that I saw. He had a big jump from 2020 to 2021. I don't think he was in like that top 10 radar like even last year but he had such a big jump in the 2021 season where now Charles Cross his name is in that top 10 conversation definitely a lot of rumors going to the Giants Um, his punch and his timing was good to me but here's another concern he was in that air raid offense with Mike Leach and Mississippi State so of course when you're in the NFL and more of a pro style offense how does that compare to what he was doing in college there might be a bit of a transition period once again that was a Makai Becton concern I always go back to Makai Becton but When he was at Louisville, he played in more of like this college, like spread offense. And he didn't have, he didn't have many like true pass sets. And that of course was going to be tough to translate that to the NFL. Now, of course, when Beckton's healthy, it's been working out so far. But when a guy's going to like this air raid college spread offense to going to an NFL pro style offense, that's always going to be a concern. So that's something to watch out for. Now with Charles Cross, he's only played left tackle in college, which could be concerning because the Giants already have their left tackle of the future in Andrew Thomas. So can Charles Cross make that seamless transition to right tackle at the NFL level? That's a wait and see. But as long as he has the right coaching, that should not be a big concern. And last out of this group, we have Ikem, Ikeem, I call him Icky to make it easier for myself. Icky Aquanu out of North Carolina State, 6'4", 320 pounds. And my notes on him were... Very impressive run blocker. This guy absolutely moves people. There are so many pancake blocks on his tape. It's unbelievable. It's just like a man among boys type stuff out there. So when you get him out in space in the run game, I do not want to be one of those linebackers or safeties or corners that have to be in his way because he will plant you into the ground. So that was fun to watch, of course. Now, he he moves well laterally. That was one thing that stood out to me. It was probably more of his offensive style at NC State. So I could see him definitely being a good fit in like one of these zone schemes like a Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay type thing. Obviously, he probably won't fall that far, but that's more of his style that he was in college. Now, he is good in space as I mentioned. You get him out in space in the run game and even on screens and draws. He will do some big things in the run game. There's some inconsistency in his pass protection. He gets beat inside too much for my liking, and when you have a tackle get beat inside, that's what you don't want. If you get out beat outside once in a while, you can deal with that, but getting beat inside will absolutely kill you. So, you don't want to see that, of course, but he can work on that. He does a better job against speed rushers to the outside. So when he has to deal with like more of a bigger guy that can beat him inside, that was a concern I saw. But dealing with guys to the edge, he was fine with that. His footwork was good. He did a good job of mirroring those guys and keeping them away, keeping them out of the pocket. And that was fine, of course. But when he gets beat inside, that's game over, of course. So he has to do a better job at that. He has no experience at right tackle. But, you know, of course he can make that transition, I'm sure. It was mostly left tackle. He played some left guard in his college career. So if the Giants were to take him, they had to kind of teach him to play right tackle but I'm sure they can do that. So that's my notes on Aquanu. Now, if I had to rank these guys, I would go... With Evan Neal first, I think Evan Neal's the safest one, as I mentioned. Played at Alabama, three different positions. I like that. Of course, I would go Ikiaquanu number two because I think worst case scenario for Ikiaquanu, he's such a good run blocker that even if he does not work out at right tackle and can't transition there, he'll be a damn good guard. And third, I would put Charles Cross. It's not really like a a shot at Charles Cross. These are three guys that are kind of bunched up all together. Honestly, I see a lot of draft sites have them like pretty much back to back to back. So it's not like taking a shot here, but with with Charles Cross, I guess there is some concern about the anchor, the bull rush. Can he get stronger and really transition to that? And being in that air raid offense with Mike Leach, how does he transition to the NFL? Those were my concerns about him. But he's such a good athlete, so good on his feet. Where I'm sure he'll be okay. Anyway, that's what I would rank those guys. I do want to talk more about draft prospects going forward. I watched about five, six, seven, eight guys by now. Um, I was a big on Thibodeau fan. I know there are Thibodeau. I think it's Thibodeau. I don't know. But anyway, I was a big Kavon fan, and I know. Know there's a lot of controversy about him, and some people think his attitude—he'll—he's he'll, too cocky for New York and all that crap. I loved his attitude. I watched a 13-minute interview with Kayvon Thibodeau, and I was very impressed. Honestly, I think he has his head on straight, so I don't see that as a concern whatsoever. But he is such an explosive athlete. He is so bendy. Like I—I I would love to have him at number five or number seven. That's a pick I'd be very excited about. But for one of these tackles here, if the Giants left with one of those guys at five or seven, I would be excited because the Giants need a right tackle. So badly to help complete the offensive line. And I've always told you guys this. that This is how I would build a football team at least. When you have your left tackle and right tackle, it makes everything so much easier. It makes your offensive line so much better. If you have a very good left tackle and a very good right tackle, you don't have to have great guys on the inside. You just have to have decent players that can hold their own. And the Giants hopefully will have that with Mark Lewinsky and their future center with John Feliciano or Max Garcia and whoever the hell they put a left guard. That's, of course, a wait and see. But if they get Andrew Thomas and he stays healthy, they get a right tackle in Charles Cross or Equanu or Evan Neal, and that guy plays very well, your offensive line is going to be Looking very good in in just a year, too. So, like, that would be a great thing for the Giants, of course. We'll see who they take, but a lot more draft content will come out as I finally get myself to watch more of these prospects. I've been very lazy about that this year, but I will fix that as, uh, you know, the draft gets closer here. Anyway, hope you guys enjoyed the video. So, before we wrap up here, I saw that Joe Shane talked to the media, so we'll read out some uh, quotes here on Twitter from Zach Rosenblatt, one from Paul Schwartz. So, Rosenblatt says, Joe Shane said he has not called any team on Saquon Barkley, but said a couple of teams have reached out. He says, I am not shopping Saquon Barkley. So if you want to trust Joe Shane, apparently he is not shopping Saquon Barkley. He's not actively trying to trade him, but at least a couple teams have called about Saquon Barkley. Now, what were those offers? I don't know they probably were not that good of offers probably maybe they offered a fifth or sixth round pick and Joe Shane said eh not worth it so they probably declined that offer now Paul Schwartz says doesn't sound as if Joe Shane is eager to trade James Bradbury stress he is a good cornerback and only 28 years old and Joe Shane says he can use the quote-unquote last resort tactic of extending Bradbury to get uh, salary cap relief so yeah I mean James Bradbury is still a good corner in the NFL you don't want to trade him especially for a team like this that is definitely starving of talent so I get that of course but that cap it is a lot of money Zach Rosenblatt said, Joe Shane says the Giants are in wait-and-see mode with Nick Gates. They want to see how he's doing in his recovery before making any decisions on his future. Once again, I've talked about this in the past. The Giants can save about $2 million if Nick Gates were cut. So the Giants want to see how his rehab's going before making any decisions there. That makes a lot of sense. Joe Shane said he reached out to Saquon Barkley after all the speculation and telling him that they did not want to deal him. They are not actively looking to trade Saquon Barkley, so okay, it kind of just reiterates that. So Joe Shane said this about the NFL draft, and I love this quote. He said, we have enough needs on the roster that we can take the best player available. And I love that quote. There were so many fans like a couple months ago saying the first two picks have to be offensive linemen, and like, no, that's not true. The Giants have so many needs on this roster where they can literally take just about any position and it would be okay. I mean, of course, you don't want to take running back or like a run-stuffing defensive tackle that's, like, not good for positional value. But, like, the Giants need an edge rusher, a quarterback, if there was a good one in this draft, of course, Um, corners, linebackers. They need just about every, you know, right tackle. They need every position on this roster just about. So to kind of just, like, filter yourself to one position group of offensive linemen, that would not be a smart idea. So once again, if the Giants were to leave the first round with Kayvon Thibodeau and, like, Kyle Hamilton or something – I can probably live with that because the Giants need so many things on this roster right now you can't just look at it and say we have to take a right tackle that's like not the best way to go about it so I'm happy Joe Shane is looking at this he's looking at this roster and says yeah we have so many needs right now where if we looked at just one position group that would be malpractice so I'm happy Joe Shane's looking at it that way and lastly according to Zach Rosenblatt he tweeted Joe Shane said he saw the report that the Giants want to trade back but he said they actually have not discussed that yet so I'm sure a lot of it's been speculation there have been some reports about the Giants trading back Joe Shane says they are not true yet but they might do it he has not fully denied that I'm sure at some point the Giants will look to trade back if they get the right offer. I'm sure they will do it because you want to kind of set yourself up for the 2023 class, where it's going to be it's going to be a better quarterback class, most likely, of course. So that would be a good thing. I I do support the Giants wanting to trade back and get more picks for next year. That would make more sense in my opinion. But you also don't want to get fleeced and just make an offer or or just make a trade just to make a trade. You want to get a good offer for the five or seven pick. But we'll see how that goes. Anyway, leave in the comments out of these three guys, the offensive line prospects, how would you rank them? Do you want the Giants to take one of these guys? And I will talk to you guys next time.